we are staying younger longer. That also means we want to stay in our kitchens longer. Julia Johnston, a noted kitchen designer, talks to us about what we can do to our kitchens to help us age in place. It's on tip of the tongue. Tip of the Tongue, a podcast on the Nitty Grits Network, where we explore the intersection of food and drink and museums. This is Liz Williams. Today is Julia Johnston. Julia is a founding member of the Gen Air Advisory Council. She's a board member of the National Food and Beverage Foundation. She's a certified kitchen designer and a certified aging in place professional among many, many other things. Welcome, Julia. Thank you, Liz. It's great to be here. So I want you to talk to us about kitchen design. So many of us go into a house or an apartment that's already got a kitchen in it. And so we don't think too much about the design. And I think that might be a mistake. So tell us a little bit about kitchen design and what we should be looking for in good design? Well, the National Kitchen and Bath Association has a bunch of guidelines for kitchens, which help you or me figure out whether a kitchen works. Kitchens are, you know, first of all, functional. They have to function and they have to function for you and your family and who cooks in your family. But there are also some general rules and they dictate like how much landing space which is counter space that you need and how many drawers you need and how far the appliances should be from each other or close and also just how big of workspace which is the floor space between items you have and all of these are just functional related. So it's how can we best make a kitchen function without going too far from one appliance to another or having them too cramped together. So when we're designing a kitchen, we're looking at functionality and we're looking at safety. So for example, one of the things that drives certified kitchen designers like me crazy is the microwave over a cooktop because it's too high up for most people with the exception of if your whole family is six feet six that's fine but it's also too close to the cooktop below it so that large pans don't go in And what if you're opening something with your microwave and you drop it on a hot pan? You know, (laughs) it's not good. The other problem with with over-the-range microwaves is that microwaves are, if you have young children, that's the appliance they're going to use. And you don't want them climbing 
around your cooktop, right? So, so, you know, safety is a big issue, but there are elements that every kitchen needs. And then there are elements that are really specific to your family. And that depends on what, what kind of cooking you do, how many people cook, how many people cook at once, and how big the space is. So a lot of the work I do on aging in place differs between the small kitchen and the large kitchen. Mm. So in a small kitchen, well, the good thing about aging in place, which we now call universal design, and universal design means you want a kitchen that is good for you at every age. If you have small kids, if you're 70, if you're 50, it should be something that generally can guide you through that fairly easily. But are there special accommodations that you maybe add during aging that you can talk about? Yes. So, um, so our eyesight, as both you and I who are wearing glasses know, mm-hmm. our eyesight becomes less distinctive, I would say. So countertops, you know, a lot of people go in and all they do is change the countertops when they're redesigning a kitchen. Countertops, we don't want shiny and we don't want dark because it's hard to see things on that. Mm -hmm. So you can get a matte countertop that's in a light color. That really helps. And that's good for any age. Mm -hmm. It used to be hard to get those because granite doesn't come in that many light colors. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people, well, whereas I love marble, it's something that, you know, stains fairly easily and either you can live with that or you can't. Some people find it beautiful, some don't. But marble, you know, because it stains, not everyone liked it. But with the new quartz countertops, which are really indestructible and fabulous, and the new porcelain ones, you can get that light, non-shiny countertop, which... I would recommend for almost anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of appliances, for everyone, I would say if you can get an induction cooktop, it's so much safer, effective, efficient than gas or electric. And it's incredibly safe because once you take a pot off of it, And I can describe how it works later if we want to. Once you take a pot off, the cooktop, you can put your hand on the cooktop within a minute, within a second, and you're not going to burn your hand. So let me talk to you about the induction top that I I don't have one at home, but we have one here at the museum Right. right next to one that's gas top. So we have both one next to the other. And we've had to replace the top of the induction surface twice now because people have picked up something heavy and kind of let go of it and it Mm -hmm. has broken the glass on the top. Yeah, that's a problem with any glass top, be it electric or induction. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have something like a 
um, cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. You can put a, a towel underneath it, even a thickish towel, and the induction will still work. So a lot of times on my cooktop, I have a little rubber counter thing that goes over it. Almost so that like I a, like a, a mouse, a mouse pad or something. Yes. And that's an excellent way of putting it. So I have a little mouse pad that I put on top so I don't scratch it. And I do try to make certain, you know, that we're very careful around it. But on the other hand, you use yours so much and, mm-hmm. and with who don't know how to treat it. That's so right. that, that is a problem. That mm-hmm. is a problem. People also, the, the other things about induction that people discuss are, I have a pacemaker. I know I shouldn't get near it. Well, don't sleep on it. <laughs> don't sleep on it and you'll be okay. Don't bend over and get your pacemaker right next to it. So that's, you know, if you're overly afraid of everything, then don't get it. But that shouldn't be a major problem. <laughs> um, and also people will say, oh, I have this, you know, La Crusade from my mother and I really want to, well, La Crusade works on it. I have this, uh, you know, pot from my mother and I want to use it. Well, for $10, you can get something called a induction ring and you put the ring on top of it. That starts the induction. That gives the magnetized induction. Then you put your other pot on top and it will work. It won't work as well as as a regular induction. A lot of people here in New Orleans and in Louisiana use a lot of family-owned, previously-owned um, Magnolite pots, which are cast aluminum, and those don't work. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, I always give my clients a little magnet. So if they want to go in and look at what's going to work in their kitchen and what won't, you know, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that tells you. Um, but yeah, I, I love induction. I had gas. I switched out to induction last year and I'm just crazy about it. For those of us in the hurricane path, which yeah. both are, um, I also have a pro, I have propane outside because propane, you know, propane or gas in the event of a hurricane really is great. Mm-hmm. But if you can have both, I, you know, I do one outside, one inside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's a good compromise. Yeah. 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 You also could get just an induction, a freestanding little induction countertop. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you want to try it out before you get induction, they have great induction countertops. So I, I would suggest that too. I have another question. So one of my issues with aging is that I have arthritis in my hands and it makes it hard to open jars and things like that. So I know that's not a big appliance, but um, there, there still are accommodations that you kind of have to make with those kinds of things that start to happen. I have in both in my bar area and in my kitchen, I have the grabby things so that people with bad wrists, because mine are, I'm sure, worse than yours. 
so that it can grab it for me. You know, OXO always has some, but I, I try them out in the store and see which ones work. Knobs also, you know, those little knobs mm -hmm. are not very good for gripping. Mm -hmm. So what we call C knobs or, or uh, handles. So you want handles. And if you can get a handle, try them out first that you can open with one finger. So if you, if you're glumpy, if you've been cooking, you can open that easily. Mm -hmm. Having the one lever faucets, you know, mm -hmm. so you don't have, I mean, I love the look of bridge faucets in a kitchen, you know, that classic look, but you have to push, you have to open both hot and cold. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would go for function. <laughs> I would go for function. Not everyone's going to. I mean, I have to say, I love the look of the other, but a, a kitchen is functional. Right. And one uh, of the nice things about the, the one handle thing is you can use the back of your arm or something like that. You know, when you've got a pot in your hand, you can just kind of. Uh, well, even in the last three years, so many things have changed. They have ones that kind of like in uh, public bathrooms, you can put your hand above or below it. It will go on. You can use your foot to put it on and off. So I should say a lot of people when they're renovating their kitchen, whether they're doing a big or a small renovation, by watching these HGTV or whatever home mm -hmm. renovation things, they have an unrealistic budget and an unrealistic timeline, right. um, you know, but, and then when people go and look at the new appliances, many people are just shocked. I mean, unless you deal with it all the time, mm -hmm. but you can still get inexpensive appliances. It's just the new appliances, be they luxury or just almost luxury or just good. They do so much more than 20 years ago, 30 years ago, even five years ago. Right. The new refrigerators, um, not just the high end, which we all know, but even going down a couple of steps, they have dual compressors. What this does is it keeps your food fresher longer. Mm -hmm. What is the job of a refrigerator? It's to keep your food fresher longer. Mm -hmm. And once you go, I had a single compressor up until two years ago. Once you go to the dual compressor, I mean, I, you know how you can cut cilantro and put it in a little jar mm -hmm. and put it, it can last three weeks mm -hmm. in my refrigerator. In the old one, it was dead in several days. Right. If it lasted so, five days, you were lucky. Yeah. You were lucky. So, you know, do the new appliances cost a lot more? Yes. Do they do a lot more? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so you just, I always tell people, find one, find at least one thing to splurge on. And, and you can, you know, 
figure out, go through all the different appliances or the interior inserts or the countertop, find something to splurge on. And, and it'll make you happy every day when you go in. <laughs> it will, yeah. you use it every day. One of my pet peeves is, yeah. especially if you're gonna have say a dining room in your house and you can't get to the dining room kitchen easily. Um, I don't like that. I like to be able to go from the kitchen to the dining room so that right. serving from, you know, from the place where the food oh, yeah. is actually works. I don't think people oh. think about that too much. Yeah, the, the flow into, it's like you want to be near where you're going to end up or where you start. That's what we call. So if you have knives and forks, you might want to put them in your kitchen and you might want to put them in your dining room mm -hmm. or um, but uh, with, with small kitchens, particularly Miami Herald and McClatchy interviewed me about 11 years ago, and they had me go through someone's kitchen and try to make it universal design. And she was a lovely woman, but she had so many of her mother's antique dishes in the cabinets that you couldn't get them out and the whole thing bowed and it looked like it was going to fall. And, and she had swimming pool tablets in the kitchen and oven mitts that were like for Christmas and for Easter, but she didn't cook because she couldn't get to her pots and pans. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and that, that is not unnormal. You know, so especially for a small, in a big kitchen, you can have everything functional in your normal work area, whether it's a triangle or, or a zoned area. But in a small kitchen, I normally say the, the cheapest and the best thing you can do to make your kitchen functional is to get rid of the clutter. Mm -hmm. Do you need your salad shooter? that was a gift from someone you love, but you don't use it, throw it out, give it <laughs> to someone. You know, you don't need it. Um, and here's a little task I would suggest people do. So with your small things, like, like the things that go in drawers, like spatulas, spoons, whatever, put, put those in a box or in a few boxes, just outside of your kitchen. And when you use one, put it back in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. With the large items, put orange tape on them, like the big pots, the big pans, the La Crusades. Mm -hmm. Put orange tape on it, and as you use it, take the orange tape off. And after a month or two, see what you've used. It doesn't mean you have to get rid of the other stuff. It just means it probably shouldn't be in a prime position in your kitchen. Yeah. It can be in a non-prime position. It can be, you know, on the outskirts. Uh, I have a very small kitchen. So I have all my canning stuff is in the garage. Mm -hmm. All my baking stuff, because I don't bake, 
is under our bed. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so, but in my kitchen proper, everything is functional. It's everything I need for 99% of my cooking. And again, because I have a very small kitchen, mm -hmm. my bar area is outside of the kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, and so I have a refrigerator that the top is wine, the bottom is beverages. I have an ice maker, I have a sink, and then I have drawers of liquor. Mm -hmm. so, so what do you say about cabinets that, especially as we age, that, are, that require you to get up on a ladder or a step stool of some sort to access? Okay. Most of us have that. I mean, mm -hmm. I, again, am one of the kitchen designers who doesn't like wall cabinets very well. But sometimes in a kitchen, you have to have them. Mm -hmm. Make certain that heavy items are not up there. That's breakable and heavy items, put them down lower. And whether that's in a buffet in your dining room or somewhere else, but do not put them up high. As, uh, again, especially high heavy items. That's, that's just dangerous. And that's where you're going to ruin the uh, induction cooktop again <laughs> by spilling it. Um, so so yeah, all of these, it's, it, when you start thinking about these things, they of course make sense, but you don't think about them every day. One of the interesting things is a lot of people down in Florida have shiny marble floors, mm -hmm. which um, I, I can tell you, since I've slipped on one and, and broken my wrist, they're really dangerous, but there are products out there now, liquid products that you can put on your floor that don't change the color and they don't change the sheen, but they make the floor grippable. Oh. And they're, I suggest them to everyone. They're really great. They work really well. And it, it just means you don't have that. That slipperiness. That yeah. Slipper yeah, um, which, you know, especially in a kitchen where it's wet, that and the bathroom are going to be, and right front door if it's raining, those are the danger areas. One thing that's new in the kitchen, and this doesn't really have to do with aging or whatever, or universal, some of the new countertop ovens, which are a few hundred dollars, are amazing. So, it, it actually does have to do with universality. So a lot of people design their whole kitchen around Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, I, need, I need two ovens for Thanksgiving and I need one really big one. Mm -hmm. First of all, a huge turkey can fit in a 24, 27 inch oven. So you don't necessarily need a 36 or 30. If you want one, fine. But the new countertop ovens are great so I have one, it's called a June. Um, it can toast, it can air fry, it can broil, and it can do several, uh, 12 functions I think it can do. But the greatest thing about it is it has a camera in it. 
So if I put green beans in, it will say, is this green beans or okra? And I'll go green beans. And then it knows I like to cook my green beans for 16 minutes. So I just put them in. I do continue, continue. They're cooked. It, te it texts me when it's 30 seconds from being done. Oh my gosh. And it stops cooking. <sighs> it's, wow. it's, I think maybe $600. Uh -huh. Seriously, get one of, rather than having stuff all over your counter all year, if you want, you can just bring that out at Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Have your second Thanksgiving. And, and in fact, they do so much. I know Enova has one and look, and Cuisinart has one and Brava has one, I think. So you can either put that, keep that on your county in a place, not where you're going to be prepping food, a little separate, put it on your counter and then use it in, in place of your toaster and, and those items, or just bring it out at the holidays. Right. But what you want to do is you want day-to-day -day cooking to be as easy as possible. In my view, the best thing you can do in a kitchen, the best thing aside, I mean, I love all the new appliances. I love everything. I have new appliances. I spend money on my kitchen all the time. But the most important thing you can do is organize. Mm -hmm. Organization is the ultimate luxury. And people have discovered that. The people who are redoing their closets really neatly. Once you have an organized closet, you're calm. Same with the kitchen. Once your kitchen is organized, you walk in and rather than thinking, oh my God, if I'm gonna make soup, I have to get 12 things out of this base and I don't have a drawer and you know I don't have a pullout and it's gonna be hard and why don't I just order out? And um, my pot doesn't fit in the sink and all that. <laughs> yes, all of that stuff. Once your kitchen is organized, meaning you get rid of the clutter, both on the counter and in the drawers, and you know where everything is, and it makes sense where everything is, all of the sudden, it's more of a joy to cook. Mm -hmm. And you have to really do that on a personal basis, because yes. there's not just one way to organize. And no. I, I think it's interesting, because if you have a non-cook trying to help you organize, and they'll put all of the like things together instead of the things that work together together. And right. because they like the nesting and all of that kind of stuff that if you have like things together, it works. But if you're gonna take a picture of your drawer, that might look really nice, but it doesn't work for you. And that's, that's also the other issue of making it functional, not just, pretty mm -hmm. but but pretty pretty also matters oh it it does it does pretty I, matter you're going into if you're going into like a dark dank space even if it's functional you know let's let's you know think back to like maybe the 50s where 
everything was brown and and I do love orange, but not not on the countertop and not, you know, everything was just kind of ugly and and you had cabinets just crammed in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know in a small kitchen you need to use Every a lot thing. of yeah. and you might need to use wall cabinets, but I normally suggest take at least one cabinet off, you know, enlarge your window, put a put a beautiful oil painting up, um, put put something so it doesn't feel crammed, so it feels more open. Mm -hmm. it, so I I don't sell luxury cabinets anymore, but I used to, and in most kitchens we tried not to put a lot of or any wall cabinets in. Mm -hmm. And instead, we spent money accessorizing the base cabinets because they're the more functional cabinets in mm -hmm. general. But again, every kitchen is different. Every family is different. And I know it's kind of self-serving, but, I, you know, going to someone who designs kitchens all the time, that's all we do. We know the products. We know what works. We know what doesn't especially if you have a kitchen designer who is, as you say, who is also a cook, mm -hmm. who is, you know, passionate, beyond passionate about food and stuff. So an architect is, I love working with architects. I love working with contractors, but I think they also love working with me because we can play off of each other and, make make whatever design it is better mm -hmm. make the choices of appliances and products better and also because there's two or three of us we can often convince someone who might not might not listen to one person mm -hmm. but will listen to three right. that, right. you know trying to strong arm anyone but um <laughs> So some of the new refrigerators also, you've probably seen, the door can be uh, see-through or not. Mm -hmm. By the touch, it's like those bathroom windows in high-end hotels now. You can make the window see-through or not. Uh, mm -hmm. The refrigerators have that now too. A lot of things you can use with your app on your phone so you can take a picture of what's in your refrigerator and figure out what you need for dinner. You can, you can preheat your oven when you're in the car on the way home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You run your dishwasher. If mm -hmm. you're not home, it, it, there are all sorts of fabulous things going on. Do you need all of that? Do you want all of that? It's, it's an individual issue, but it, it's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would say it's definitely fun. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much, Julia. It's been really fun talking to you. Oh, thank you, Liz, for having me. I always love talking to you. Thanks for listening to Tip of the Tongue. We come to you from the Camellia Bean Studio at the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans, part of the Nitty Grits Network. For more information on today's podcast, join the Tip of the Tongue podcast group on Facebook. Please come by when you're in New Orleans and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast.
wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like it, let us know in the comments. This is Liz Williams.